Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, friends. Pro-life leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome. It's great to be with you again to, t- to pray, to delve into the scriptures. Uh, feel free to leave your prayer intentions in the comments. We will pray for each other and we will come now together into the presence of the Lord. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We praise you, Father, for another day to receive your gift of life, to witness to you, to defend life, to extend your kingdom. Another day, Lord, another opportunity to repent of our sins, which we do deeply and with great confidence in your mercy, never with discouragement. We move forward as a new creation, leaving the past behind, as Paul tells us. We look to you. We look to you in whom we have life and in whom our life is hidden until you appear in glory. We thank you, Father, for the blessings you bestow on us today. We ask you to enable us to be attentive in love of neighbor, love of you, service to the weak, especially those weak in faith. May they always find in us a welcome, knowing that they always have a welcome in you. May we be witnesses to this, we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, that's the message we want to draw today from Matthew's Gospel. Let me read this passage from chapter 12. The Pharisees went out and took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. When Jesus realized this, he withdrew from that place. Many people followed him, and he cured them all, but he warned them not to make him known. This was to fulfill what had been spoken through Isaiah the prophet. Behold my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved in whom I delight. I shall place my spirit upon him, and he will proclaim justice to the Gentiles. He will not contend or cry out, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, a smoldering wick he will not quench, until he brings justice to victory. And in his name the Gentiles will hope. Friends, one of the great attributes of God is his gentleness, his tenderness, his kindness that we know we need when we realize how deeply we have sinned or are in trouble or danger and realizing that that kindness and gentleness reside in a God who nevertheless is almighty, who reaches from one end of the universe to the other, from one end of eternity to the next, who knows everything. And yet there's gentleness there. The God whose thunder and lightning and clouds of smoke envelop Mount Sinai as he gives the law and he is the lawgiver and judge. That God told Moses how full of tenderness and mercy he is. Now Jesus reflects this, quoting, of course, uh, the prophet Isaiah. And I want to dwell on this particular verse. A bruised reed he will not break, a smoldering wick 
he will not quench. The Lord told us that he's the good shepherd. He will leave the 99 who are with him and go in search of the one who strays. He will eat with tax collectors and sinners because those who are healthy do not need a doctor. Sick people do. Notice, by the way, that his compassion doesn't erase the distinction between virtue and sin. He calls them sick, and he says they need a doctor. They need to repent. But the point is, those who need to repent, those who are sick, those who are weak, those who are bruised, bruised by sin, he's not going to crush them. He's not going to say, you have betrayed me, therefore I don't care about you. He's not going to say, oh, you have such little faith. He did berate those who have little faith. He even had to berate his own apostles when they didn't believe the women on Easter morning that he had risen from the dead. So, yes, he criticized those who lacked faith, but he didn't abandon them. He didn't say, oh, well, uh, you don't have enough faith, so away with you. Never mind about you. No, that makes him go to them all the more, filled with gentleness and kindness. And this is a hard lesson sometimes for his followers to live. We have people around us all the time whose faith is weak. It's there, but it's very weak. It may be there in a very primitive, even immature form. A bruised reed he will not break. He wants to strengthen what is bruised, heal what is bruised, not break it. A smoldering wick, if, if somebody's faith is just barely discernible, what do we do? We don't look down on that person. We don't shun that person. I'm going to do a separate program, by the way, about shunning one of these days. Shunning. It's the behavior of a cult. We'll get back to that another time. But a smoldering wick he will not quench. I mean, it, it, Palm Sunday rolls around every year, right? And sometimes, and Ash Wednesday, beginning of Lent, end of Lent. And some people we know go to church for ashes and for palms. And they'll take the palms home and they'll display them all year long, but they won't go to Mass. Or they won't practice their faith and they might not even pray. Well, they display the palms. Friends, don't despise or criticize those people. Try to stir into flame that smoldering wick. You know, when I was doing uh, parish work the first five years of my uh, priesthood, and it would come around to Days like Easter and Christmas when you had a lot of people in church that weren't there all the rest of the year. I wouldn't criticize them. I'd welcome them. I'd tell them how much we love them, how much we miss them. I'd tell them how much we have to offer them all year long with the riches of the Word of God and the grace of Christ. I told them they belonged there. In fact, I said, don't let anybody call you a hypocrite. You're where you belong. Yes, we want you to come. And I strongly invited them to start coming Every Sunday. In fact, I told them, we have to feed our souls as much as we have to feed our bodies. 
So come, receive the sacraments, receive the word, pray together with the community. So yes, we give them the urgent invitation, but we encourage them. That's the simple lesson I want to bring across from this passage. Somebody has the wrong idea about something, don't come down on them like a hammer. Come alongside them as a brother, as a sister. Encourage, always affirm what is good and what is right in what they are saying, in what they are doing. Show them you notice the good. You've heard me say this, tell this story before when I visited with Mother Teresa in Calcutta. She showed me many of her houses there uh, that her community runs, and one of them was a place where the prostitutes lived, where they, she, that she took off the streets. Now, believe me, nobody uh, was more aware of the horror of sin than Mother Teresa, the saint that she is. But what did she do? She pointed out to me the good that these women did. In making blankets, I could still see Mother Teresa's face, the glowing joy. In fact, of all the time I spent with her, I spent a good amount of time with her, I never saw her face more glowing and joyful than when she was holding in her hands the blankets that were made by the prostitutes. And she said, look, how good, how good these, these women are. And they made these blankets. A bruised reed he will not break. A smoldering wick he will not quench. He wants to fan into flame the little bit of faith, of goodness that he sees in us. He wants that to dominate. He doesn't want the fact that there's so much other evil to end up completely crushing the person. That's the lesson here. Let's live it. Let's let that inviting grace of Christ. Again, in no way does it justify evil. In no way does it silence the call to repent. No. But in that call to repent, it makes it clear that we already recognize the work of God in that person and that we welcome them. Let's pray for them right now. Lord, we pray for those in our midst who are weak in faith. Maybe in their lives evil dominates over good, but nevertheless good is there. Lord, may we recognize it and may we let them know that we recognize it. And may we let them know that we are always there as mentors in the faith to lead them to deeper levels of commitment to you, to lead them to the victory of good in their lives. Lord, we pause here also to pray for all the intentions of our viewers, for all the intentions being expressed in the comments, for all the uh, needs whether it be health, wisdom, guidance, encouragement, solace. Help us, Lord. Answer all our prayers. Bless the leaders in our midst. Bless leaders like President Trump who have our good at heart and the good of this country. Convert those leaders who hate this country. Get them away from the levers of power. Enlighten the voters Help them to be active in the process of defending our nation. Bless us, Lord, in every way, as we pray now as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, may it be a glorious day for you. And actually, before we go, let's say another prayer to our Heavenly Mother. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Well, thanks, friends, and uh, let it be a great day for you. Let it be a confusing day for our critics. You have critics. So do I. I have the most stupid critics of all. But uh, let this be a day of confusion for them. That's what they are heading for by their own choice. So we, uh, we, we serve each other in the Lord. Let it be a day when uh, we apply this scripture in a particular way to those who are wounded or confused by abortion, those who... Uh, yeah, may realize in some way that it's wrong, but might not have the full understanding of uh, how wrong it is. Let's encourage them in continuing to embrace more clearly and more strongly the pro-life position. Thanks for all that you do along these lines. Please support our ministry, ProLifeGift.org. And also please uh, connect with me on all the social media platforms at FR Frank Pavone. And we will talk to you soon. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.